Keep the Torah coming. Simcha's coming on. Okay. Um, today's daf is daf Gimel in Mesech the Megillah. Page number three in Mesech the Megillah. And together we got up to um, the Amar Rabbi Yirmiya, the Itema Rebchia, which is the sixth line on Gimel Amar Aleph. That's what we got up to. Now, I promised you something, Gishmak, on Menatzpach. Yeah, Menatzpach, which, just to remind ourselves, was the bottom of yesterday's daf, the top of today's daf. The, 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 we call the Mem Sophist, the Nun Sophist, the Tzadi, the Fei, and the Chaf, Menatzpach. So we had a discussion how they were established. Now, I asked the question, why do these five letters have Sophists? Why these five letters in particular, do they have an end of letter? Yeah, you ever thought about that? Interesting. Interesting, Shiloh. Here's the answer. Listen to this. It's fascinating. The letter Mem. Okay, first let me... These five letters represent five halachos that only came about sophis in the end. They weren't initially known by Maisha Rabbeinu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu taught Maisha Rabbeinu kol kula in the 40 days of Arsinai, but there were five halachas that came out sophis. At the end. How beautiful. What were the five halachas? You ready for this? Number one, we find in the Torah, we speak about the mekoshesh eitzim. Mekoshesh eitzim is the, the, the wood chopper on Shabbos. Moshe didn't know, that if you, didn't know what to do with it. So he had to go, and add, he had to go ahead and ask a Shiloh. That's the mem. The nun of Menatzbach is the Naikev Shem. The one who used Hashem's name Against halacha, he blasphemed Hashem's name. That's the nun. What do you do? And Sophis, later on, in the end, this halacha was taught him. There's a third halacha mentioned in the Torah, Maisha didn't know, which is tzadi for tzalafchad, the benais tzalafchad. The daughters of tzalafchad, they wanted land in Eretz Yisrael. They said, well, it's not fair. Why should we lose out? Maisha went and asked the shayla, because Baruch who says, they get land in Eretz Yisrael. The fey is for Pesach Sheni, right? That the people were Tomei Mace in the Midbar. They said, Lamani Gara, why should we lose out and not be able to bring a carbon Pesach? Vaishbina went and asked the Rabbi Nishayim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, taught him about Pesach Sheni. And the Chaf is by the story of Kuzbi and Zimri, the prince of Shimon. Pinchas... Nobody's doing anything. Pinchas goes ahead. He says, Maish Rabbeinu knew, isn't Allah Chayav Misa? Maish Rabbeinu says, ah, that halacha was hidden from me. Taka, you're right. You're the one who remembered. You go, uh, you know, you, you go carry it out. So the Chav stands for the story of Kosbi. That's Menatzbach. The Menatzbach, that's why there's sophists to represent that there were five halachas mentioned in the Torah that came about sophists at the end. Mom is beautiful. Okay. Huh? Shmak, no, worth waiting for. Yeah, absolutely. Shmak. All right. Let's keep going. Let's go. Sixth line on Daf Gimel. And Rabbi and some say, also says, Targum Shel the interpretation of Taira, Unklus Hager Amru. Unklus Hager taught us Targum. Mipi Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Yeshua. From the mouth of Rabbi Eliezer, and Rabbi Yeshua, meaning he learned it from Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua, and he passed it down to us. How chashev. You have somebody who wasn't even born Jewish. And for all Dairis, doesn't make a difference where you're from, what's going on. For all future generations, this becomes a mitzvah for Klaeso. We rely on his interpretation. What would have happened if this person would have uh, not have converted, not have chosen to make that right decision in his life? Targum shal the Targum of Nevi'im, Yainusim ben Uziel Amaru, Mepi Chagai Zechari Malachi. He taught it from the original, from the, the last of the prophets who were Chagai Zechari Malachi. Eretz Yisrael. And when it was taught, Eretz Yisrael shook. There was an earthquake. Arba Meyas Parsa, Al Arba Meyas Parsa. 400 Parsa by 400 Parsa. Okay, which is the entire Eretz Yisrael. Entire Eretz Yisrael shook. Why was there an earthquake? Because a heavenly voice come, came out and said during the earthquake, when Yenizim and Uziel is sharing the meaning of Nevi'im. And the Basco comes out and says, 
Who's going ahead revealing my secrets to humanity? Nevi'im is full of hidden secrets. Which is not why yeshivas don't learn Navi. Right? Why don't yeshivas learn Navi? Because they're non-profit. Okay, fine. Ahmad Yainasim ben Uziel Aragu. Yainasim, it was a joke. Yainasim ben Uziel got up on his feet. The Yomar, and he says, Ani hu shagilisi sisera rafal bnei adam. I am the one who's revealing your secrets to humanity. Galavi adulah fanecha, it should be known before you, Rabbi Nishayl. I'm not doing this for my own honor, nor am I doing it for my family's honor. It's interesting. There are certain things a person does, even if we don't personally gain from it, for our families. Sometimes even more so than ourselves. Imagine, I know because I've had this feeling. Somebody calls you a man. What do you say? Eh. Move on. Big deal. Somebody calls your wife a name. Ooh, ooh. Oh, you, you're not, now, now, you, now you cross the line. Somebody calls your parents a name. Ooh. Don't, don't go there. You want a zetz? You want a zetz? To me, Michael. You know what I mean? To me, Michael. He says, I'm not doing this for me. I'm not doing this for my family. That's even, you know, the next step. Ella, Rabbi Nishayim, I'm doing this for your covenant. Everything is for the covenant of the Rabbi Yisrael. I want to make sure there's no machlekes in Yisrael. Rashi, what do you mean to not make sure there's machlekes? I can't have people having different interpretations or arguing because it's so complicated to really understand the, the background of what the Navi wanted. But Aiden, furthermore, wants to also interpret not only Navi, which he did, he also wanted to interpret Heavenly voice comes out and says, Enough, my time. Why can't he write a pirush on Ksuvim? Because in Ksuvim talks about the coming of Mashiach and the, the proper time when Mashiach is going to come, and that is not meant to be known. It says the Gemara, the Targum Shaltaira, Unklus Agaramu. Is it really true that Unklus Agar? Wrote the Targum of Torah. Quoting Rab, my dichsev was from the pasuk that says Vayikru Vayikru Uba Sefer. It was read from the Sefer. But Torah Salikim in the in the Torah of Hashem, Mefurish explicitly, the Sum Seichel and you place Seichel uh, knowledge Vyavinu and intuition Bamikra through the pasuk. Okay, now all we did so far is quote. Uh, a pasuk from Nehemia. Okay, again, what does the pasuk say? That's the end of the pasuk. Let's go through the meaning of this pasuk. Here we go. They read from the Sefer Tyrus Maisha. That's referring to Chemish. Yeah? It's referring to the Targum. Now, this is by Nehemiah already. This is going to be the Gemara's challenge. Don't tell me Uncle Sagar wrote it on the Torah. Right? Targum means that there's already the Targum on the Torah. The Sum Seichel, and to place knowledge, Elu Hapsukim, is referring to how to break up each Pasuk. Right? The, the Sefer Torah is written without any periods. So, how do you know uh, where to put the period and the comma and, and the, uh, you know, what we say, how to put the emphasis on the right syllable? Right? How do you know where to put the emphasis? On each thing, I'm sorry. That's referring to the trup, and and we know everything in trup has has meaning as well. And some say it's referring to the mesiris. What's the mesiris? Some words have a way that it's read, and some words have a way that it's written. Right? The difference between some words which are which are read differently than then uh, they are actually written. So the question mark. Frekti Gemara Shaila. Akasha, not a Shaila. It's Akasha. It's a challenge. How can you tell me that Uncle Sager translated Targum? You see already from Nehemia that Targum was given out. Answers the Gemara. Shakhum v'chazru v'yistum. And we say that Uncle Sager <coughs> reestablished um, Uncle Sager reestablished 
the uh, uh, gave over the targum, he was really reestablishing it in the name of his rabbi. Okay. Now, the Gemara is going to focus in on our story. We said Uncle Sagar translated Tyre. Yainusim Ben Uziel translated Navi. He wanted to translate Suvim, and uh, Abishta says, nothing do. He ain't translating Suvim. I can't let pe- people can't know when Mashiach comes. That's a terrible thing for Kalisra. Okay. Ask the Gemara, why didn't the earth shake when we translated Tyre? Why Dafka by Navi? What's the reason why by the Tyre the earth didn't shake? The Indivihi, but by the Nevi'im is Dazea. There was an earthquake. Answer the Gemara, Daraisa, when it comes to Taira, Mefarshim Milsim. Okay? It's a lot more understandable. The Psukim and the Taira itself are a lot more clearer to understand. And therefore, the way that it's written, not therefore, it's easier to understand for a reason. Taira is not meant to Davka be difficult, the Psukim and the Taira. So when you translate it, you're not revealing such major, you know, uh, secrets. That's part of what we call, that's part of what we call pardes. Okay? If anybody's not familiar with pardes, pardes is a rule on how to darshan Torah. And here's how it works. It's an acronym. Pei Resh Dalit Samach. Every letter in the Torah has a pei, a pshat. Every letter in the Torah is a resh, a remez. It hints to something else. Dalid is a drosha. You can make droshas from it. And samach is sod, the hidden secrets behind it. So every letter in the Torah has the parties. Okay? That's all meant to be done afterwards, so to speak. But you always have the basic shot. You're always going to have the pay. And therefore, the earth didn't shake. It wasn't like a major uh, phenomenon. Um, the Nevi'i, however, when it comes to Nevi'im, there are certain things that are, that do have a basic pshat, and there are certain things that are not meant to be read with a pshat. When it comes to Navi, there are certain things that are dafka meant, not, you're, not everybody's supposed to know this. And therefore, when this was being revealed, that's when the, that's when the earth shake. So the, the earth shake, what the Gemara is responding is, that it wasn't because translating Navi was more earth-shattering, pun intended, than Tyra, but things happened which caused more of a mix-up. That, you know, it shook things up, not necessarily in the most positive way, okay? But Yeris Benazil stood up for himself. And he said, listen, you know, okay. Um... Now, how do we know that in Navi there are certain things that are meant to be hidden? On that day, there's going to be a great hespid in Yerushalayim. What is this talking about? Okay, this is talking about the times of Mashiach. This Gemara is listed also by Sukkah, right? Um, like the hespid of Hajadrimain, in the valley of Megiddo. What is going on here? Listen to this. And Rabbi Yosef explains, If not for the Targum, I would have no clue what this Pasuk is talking about. And let me explain to you what this Pasuk is teaching us. Like the Hesbit of Acha Ben Amri, the Kital Yasei Hadadrimain Ben Tavrimain, who was killed by Hadadrimain, the son of Tavrimain, Berame's Gilad. In Ramai's Gilad, and also like the husband of Yeshua, the son of Amain, the Kata Yossi Pare Chagira, who was killed by Paro, who was, uh, who was crippled, in the valley of Megiddo. Now, a lot of uh, the Mepharshim explain that this, what Hesped is going to take place, is talking about the Hesped either of Mashiach. Okay, Mashiach, we know there's going to be two Mashiach. There's going to be a Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David. Uh, Mashiach ben Yosef uh, is going to be killed in battle. Mashiach ben David is going to ultimately lead us in. Um, and the other opinion in the Gemara in Sukkot says it's referring to the Hespit of the Yetzir Hara. Okay, that the Yetzir Hara is going to be killed. And um, the scary thing about that is that we're basically going to lose our Bechira. And when you lose the Bechira, what's scary about it is you lose the opportunity for growth. So you've got to make sure that we grow up until that point. 
while we have the challenges in place. Um, the Gemara there also has a whole machlekes, what we're crying over, right? There's, there's a, there's not, not a machlekes, the Gemara separates what the crying is. The Gemara says the tzaddikim are going to cry that the Yitzhahara was so powerful. It's going to kind of be tears of joy. How in the world were we able to conquer such a thing? And the Rishonim are going to cry tears of sadness. They're going to look at the Yitzhahara. They're going to say it was just like the hair of a horse. That was so easy to overcome and we couldn't even do it, which is so important uh, of a message for us because we know that with our own Yitzhaharas. The way it works is, before we sin, we're like, oh man, I can't control myself, right? I gotta do that, I mean, that's, it's amazing, right, but, <laughs> yeah? And then once we sin, we're like, seriously? Like, what, like why? Why? Like, why? That was so unnecessary. Why did I even go there? What was, what was I, uh, what was I thinking about that? Okay, Viter. For Isi, Yani, Daniel, about another Pasuk from Navi. And I saw Daniel alone. Esamari saw the vision of Anoshim and the men of Shahuimi that were with me. They didn't see that uh, that uh, that sight. They didn't see it, but they got scared. And therefore, by they ran and they hid. Who are these people who are with Daniel? He gets a prophecy. They don't see it, but they realize something's going on, so they get scared. Who are these people? And some say Malachi. They were also the Hiligenavim of Chagai, Zechariah, and Malachi. In who Adifi And in this way they were a little better than Daniel. In other ways, he was better than them. How so? In some ways they were greater than Daniel. The Inhu Nevihi, because they were Nevi'im, the Ihu Navi. Okay? And he wasn't a Navi. Wasn't a Navi. Daniel wasn't a Navi. Sirashi so says, interestingly, he wasn't a Navi with a mission to teach Klal Yisrael. Very interesting. We're saying he, he got prophecy. Of course, Daniel. Uh, of course, Daniel got prophecy. But Rashi says that um, he didn't receive enough nevuah to give over to Klal Yisrael. So that's how they were better than him. However, in a way, Daniel was greater than them. He saw the prophecy over here, and they did not see it. One second. So if they, could, if they didn't see it, what caused them to be afraid and to go hide? Answer the Gemara, even though they didn't see it, they, they felt it in their gut. They're Muslim. Like, you just pick up on something. Yeah, they, they, they realize there's a, there's a Nebuah happening. Amar Ravina, Ravina says, Shmami no, you learn from here, Haiman dumi boyis, a person who just feels fear, that means, even though you're not saying something with your eyes, your mazel is feeling this. Your mazel realizes you're just feeling a sense of dread. Careful. Or a sense of greatness. There's something, the Gemara is telling us, there's, especially to us men, there's more than what's taking place than logic. Sometimes you can't logically explain something. Our mazel, who we are, teeth, is noticing there's something happening. Better, worse, the mind of community, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. There's always more that's taking place in the world beyond that what, what meets the eye. The eye actually, as the Heliger Rebbe's and Sadiqim teach us, you see more with your eyes closed than you do with your eyes open. My takante. What is the takana? What does a person do? If a person's afraid, what should he do? Likri kriyashma. Says the Gemara, he should say kriyashma. That is protection. But let's say you're in a place where there's filth. You know, in a place of filth, you're not allowed to recite the Dabr Sheba Kedusha. So says the Gemara, I'll tell you what to do. Limshayf me duchte arba gardime. You should jump. For Gardime, okay, you should jump from your place. For Amos, the Eli, and let's say you can't do that. You should say the following to this bad feeling. Iza, the goat, the in the Shlachtais, in the slaughterhouse, Shemena Minai, is fatter than me. Meaning, humble yourself and say to this destructive force, this destructive kayach, 
listen, it's kind of telling us to be humble. There's bigger fish out there. Please, leave me alone. You want to get him? Leave me alone. I'm not it to you. I'm not up for this. I don't want this. I'm not up for this challenge. I don't need this. I don't need this taiva. I don't need this. Is it? There's fatter goats in the shlachtis. Leave me alone. Fine. Beautiful. Okay. Two dots. Now we're going to get back into Megillah. The hashta de amrit. Now that we said Medina u Medina veir veir ledrasha. Remember, we made the drushas of city to city, walled city, unwalled city, right? Ir veir, mishpacha u mishpacha lemay asa. Yeah, says Medina uh, Medina v'chol ir veir here. Right? Now we say we also said the word mishpacha twice. Why does it say this family and that family? What is that limud? What is that drasha? Om Rav Yaisi Bar Rabbi Yezir Akhanina says, Lahavi Mishbachais Kahuna Leviyah. This is coming to include the, the family of the Kanam Leviyah, Shema Vatlin Avaidasah, that they should stop doing the Avaidah, Ubon the Shmaya Mikra Megillah. You could be working the base on Mikdash. You stop and you do not say, Ha'isik Bemitzah, Fatiman Amitzah, and you go and hear the reading of the Megillah. Okay? So, a guy's got, that you have a kite, he's a member of a shul. The shul's diving a chakras on uh, Peter morning at 6 30. Uh, is at 6.30. So they read him a gill at the same time that he has to bring the carbon. Right? So what do you do? He goes and listens to Megillah. Damar of Yudah Marav. Yudah says the name of Rav. Kahanam Babaydason. Uleviyim Biduchanam. Lukahandu Navaydu Leviyim. In their duchening. Right? They're up. They're singing. Yisrael B'mamadam. Yisraelim. In their stations. As we learned in the previous Mesechta. And numerous places in Shas. Whenever a carbon was brought. A carbon Tzibor. There was always Yisraelim around because you need the owners to be there at the time of the Avaida. Kula mevatlin avaidasam. Everybody stops doing their Avaida. Uboin l'shmaya mikra Megillah. And they go in here, they're reading the Megillah. Tanem nechul learned Bresa Simili. Kahanim avaidasam. Leviyam b'duchanam. Yisrael b'mamadon. Kula mevatlin avaidasam. Uboin l'shmaya mikra Megillah. They all come to hear the reading of the Megillah. Mikan. From this halacha, from here, we rely on the opinion of Rebbe who says, even if a person is sitting in Isaac and Tyra, and we're about to get into the importance of Limar Tyra, which we're Zaycha to be doing here. You could even be in the Shir, you could be sitting and learning with the Chabrusa. You stop and you go here reading, uh, you go here in Kriyas Megillah. How do you know that? from the Abayda. Just like Hamura, which is Hamur, where Mavatla, Tamatari, like Koshkin. If you're Mavatla, how much more so should it be Mavatel Taira? Now, what's the question? Prove it. Prove that Avaida is more Hamur than Taira. Who's this? The Gemara is taking a premise. If you're Mavatla, Avaida, which is Hamur, aha, Kabachaymer, you're Mavatla, Taira. What do you mean? Tamatari can eat kulam. Tari is Alice. Tari is everything. Come on. Yeah? Tari is the. Learn Tari. Nach, nach, nach. What do you say? What do you say, Rabiel? It should be the opposite. Oh, you say it's the opposite, right? Exactly. How do you know that Vaita is any greater than any greater than Tari? But I just, just want to share something. Tana de Leo. In Perak Yudali. In Tarn de which is Bryce's stories, in, uh, interactions that Sadiqim had with Elio and Avi, it's considered Medrash. So, Elio and Avi was asked, for what purpose was the world created? For Tyra or for Yisrael? And Elio said, the world is created for Yisrael. The Torah is here to teach Yisrael how to be Yisrael. But the Torah is here for us. We're not here for the Torah. Rav Meilich Bitterman, Shlita, says, Hele Gezach, we should think, we should think of, contemplate a little bit afterwards. He said, what does the Rabbi Shalom want from you? Garnished. Nothing. He wants you. Doesn't want anything from you. He wants you. Beauty. That's Torah. The Torah is here so that we can be we. So that we can be ourselves. 
that is connected to the Rabbi Shalom. That's all. The Torah, right? The Torah is the guide. That's what Torah means by definition. The word Torah is the same as the word Mora, right? It's it's guidance for the way that uh, guidance for the way that a Jew lives. But Lamaisa, let's get back into the Gemara. Okay, the Gemara right now has a premise. What's the premise? The Avaita is greater than Limud Atari. If you stop the Avaita, you shouldn't stop Limud Atari. Frak the Gemara, come on, who says the Avaita Chamor Mitam Atari? You're going to tell me the Avaita in the base of Mikdash is more strict. And Limar Atayra Vaksi, but it says, "Vayhi biyais Yeshua biyericha." When it came, when Yeshua was in Yericha, vayisa, and he lifted up his eyes, vayar and he saw vinei ishay midlin negdoi. There was a man, a malach, opposite him, vayistachul apav, and he bowed down on his face. Okay, now says the Gemara, what's taking place in this story? We're gonna get back. Okay, right now, remember, keep keep in mind, we're gonna go to stickle tangent here. Keep in mind, we're trying to figure out whether the avayd is takim more than tamatera. But in the meantime, let's focus on the story of Yeshua. Yeshua sees the Malach, he bows down. Says How could Yeshua bow down? But Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi says, It's forbidden for a person to say hello to his friend at night. Why? Because maybe it's a shade and it's going to be dangerous. You got to be careful. Says Gemara Shani Hosom. There was different. Because this, this, uh, we'll call it. Uh, what was the Lashon of Um Ish. This Ish, who was I made him, um, the Amarle, the Ish said to him, Kiani Hashem. I'm, I'm a Malach. And therefore, since he said, I'm a Sartsva Hashem, that's why he was allowed to talk to him. And we knew he wasn't a shade. Says Gemara, Hello, what's a demon? What's a shade? A liar. You don't think a shade's going to lie? Come on. That's his job. Right? He's a bad guy. The Doma Meshachre. Maybe it's a shade lying, saying he's a Malach. Ever the Gemara, Gemiri, we have a tradition, we have a Messiah. Even a shade is not going to say, He might lie, but he's not going to say Hashem. He's not going to say Hashem's name. Um, and therefore, Yeshua was allowed to say Shalom. He was allowed to say hello to him because once he heard Hashem's name, there's no Chashash of shade and Okay. Omar Lai. The Maloch says to Yeshua, Emesh, yesterday, uh, Emesh, uh, the, um, yeah, this afternoon, meaning yesterday, earlier today. Remember, it's at night. She's talking about previously. You were Mavato, the Tamid Shabbain Arbaim. You didn't bring the carbon, the Tamid Shabbain Arbaim wasn't brought. The Aksha of Mavatan Tamatera. And now, you're not learning Torah. It's nighttime. And Rashi here explains there was no war. And therefore, what right do you have to not be learning Torah? It's Bittal Torah. That's the Malach's challenge. Omar Lai and Yeshua says, he has two claims against Yeshua. He says, Yeshua, first of all, there was no Tamar Shalbein Arbaim. Secondly, you're not learning Torah. Omar Lai, Yeshua says, Al Ezeman Basa, why are you coming with a sword? Which one of them is like the dominant reason why I'm in trouble? Omar Lai and the Maluch says, Atabasi, I'm coming for what's happening now. Which means your lack of Limara Taira. So what happened? So right away, what do you see from this response? Taira is greater issue of neglecting than even the Avaida. Okay? Now, let's finish off the story. Miyad, immediately by Yolan Yeshua, Balayla, Hu, Besaycha, Emek. Yeshua went down, Besaycha, Emek, in the valley in Amar Abiechen. Abiechen explains, Tapa of Gimelam Adez, Malamid, this teaches us, Shalon, Ba'imka, Shalalach. He went down into the valleys, into the depths of Halacha. Now, the Gemara is going to bring this information full circle for us. The Yamar of Shul Bar Onya. And Shul Bar Onya explains, you see that Limura is greater than bringing the carbon Because he says, I came now. So now we now we have the question full circle. Before him, we said, Oh, if you if you're gonna, if you're supposed to stop the Avaida to hear Megillah, how much more so should you stop learning Torah? And now the Gemara is finished with this question. What's the question? That's not true. Maybe I should stop the Avoda, but I should never stop learning Torah, like we find by Yoshua. Question mark. Answer the Gemara like Kasha. Eh, no question, no kasha, not a question. Oh. 
when you have a group of people who are neglecting Torah study, that is more severe than the Avayim. But the Yachid, Limar Torah of a Yachid is not greater than the Avayda of the Tibur. You hear this? So the learning, what a beautiful idea. The Limar Torah of an individual, by the way, you say, what's a Yachid? An individual. What's a Tibur? 20 people. Well, what happens if you're five? You see from here that a tzibur is more than one. Okay? The learning of a tzibur, at least in this context, is going to be more than one. But when you have all of Klal Yisrael not learning, that's takamor chashuv than the avayda, but the, the carbon tzibur is going to be more chashuv than Torah v'yachid. Says the Gemara, what do you mean? Do you know what limit Torah is? Udi yachid kal is the limit Torah of an individual uh, really any, any less? Vatanan, I shouldn't say any less. I should say, is it lighter? Is it such a light thing? But that it's lighter than a carbon vatanan we learned in the Mishnah. On Cholamayid, there are certain signs of mourning that you're not allowed to do when somebody passes away. Okay? So one of the customs that they had is that the women would um, would be ma'ana. They would cry out, uh, like wailing, like, they wouldn't, they wouldn't um, clap on their bodies. Not referring to clapping hands, right? They would, they would, you know, beat, bang different parts of the bodies. says, if they're near the coffin, then um, they were allowed to uh, even um, hit their bodies. That's What about on Rishchidesh? Then they could they could uh, sing and and you know and bang on their bodies. But you can't be mekainin. What is mekainin? Mekainin is to respond. In other words, it's it's like I go I give out and you oi right when you go and everybody you're you're riling up the crowd right and they're all responding to what you're responding. That is a greater sign of willing that you're not allowed to do. Yama Rabba Bar Huna. And Rabbi Baruchuna says, "Ain mayid bifnei tamar chacham." On chalamayid, then you could do whatever you want by a levaya of a tamar chacham. So if it's on chalamayid and a tamar chacham passes away, you're allowed to do these signs of of um, mourning. And kol shkein Hanukkah v'purim. On chalamayid, you're allowed to do it. And how much more so are you allowed to do it on Hanukkah and Purim? Because we just learned the Hanukkah and Purim were more lenient. Okay, so if you're by a tamachachim, you let it do on cholamayit. Certainly, okay. Now, so you see, who passed away? A tamachachim, one 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 fellow, one yid, passed away, and we're still saying that it overrides on Purim. You go out to the levaya, and you and it's more chashuv. Says the Gemara, covered a tira ka'amrit, covered tira the yachid chamor, tamur tira the yachid ka. Beauty. Don't tell me that a lavaya of a yachid is the same as limud atayra of a yachid. No. To give kavod atayra, that is more chashuv uh, to a yachid, that is more chashuv than the limud atayra of a yachid. Kavod atayra. What's kavod atayra? If you have tayra without respect, don't respect what it is. There's many ways we can lose respect for Torah. One primary way we lose respect for Torah is to not approach it with Eman Yira. How do you, why is it so important to have Kavad Torah? When we sit and learn Torah, very often we get so used to looking at information and knowledge and trying to figure out how we can make it fit with how we're currently living. That's using Torah. Kavod Torah, besides for giving honor to those who involve themselves in it, Kavod Torah also means we approach the Torah. How can I become more like it as opposed to how can it become more like me? Understand what I'm saying? Explain. I'll explain with a muscle 
from the Chavetz Chaim. The Hilgel Chavetz Chaim. Chavetz Chaim gives a parable. He says there was a town where they had a brand new Sefer Torah written and the Rav and the president of the town decided they need the most beautiful mantle, the most beautiful cover for the Torah. So they, what they do, they said, you know, the day of the Hachnosa Sefer Torah, the day that the Sefer Torah is going to be given to us, we are going to make a, um, we're going to have a, a people, uh, a challenge. We're going to make a challenge, and we're going to have people create Sefer Torah, mantles for the Sefer Torah, and we're going to go around and, and choose, ooh and ah, and choose the most beautiful Sefer Torah cover. And everybody's getting all excited. They're starting to work on their mantles. I want mine to be chosen for the Sefer Torah. Yeah, we're going to be Zeichet. Oh, amazing. Fine. Comes the day of Sefer Torah. And the Sefer Torah is there. It's completed. They're, they're looking for a cover. And everybody's walking around, ooing and eyeing and all the, be- and all the beauty. And they finally came across a Sefer Torah. A, a, a cover, a mantle that was exquisite. Stunning. Without doubt, head and shoulders above everything else. And the Rav and the President pick up the mantle of the Sefer Torah. And they put it on top. And it comes up to the belly button. You ever see people's shirts that stop at the belly button? They forgot to cover the rest of their body. The mantle is too short. It's beautiful, but it don't fit. So they look at the lady who sewed it. They say, Slicha is stunning, but it doesn't fit. We can't use it. And what does she say? No, don't use it. No, use mine. They use yours. How's about it? She says, yeah, all you got to do is just cut off the bottom of the cloth, and now it'll fit. Zok the Chavetz Chaim. Unfortunately, this is how some people approach Torah. Instead of looking at the Torah, they say, oh, how can I use it to beautify with the Torah? We say, how can I cut off part of that to make it fit with me? Because that's what I want. That's the nafkamina between lima and Torah. That's, that's kavod Torah. Kavod Torah is give honor to Torah. Like, this is it. This is my manual. I'm not looking to cut things out of this. I'm looking to see what it says and then how can I beautify my life with it as opposed to chas v'sholem cutting off a little bit of it. Omar Rav. Rav says, it is simple to me, it is clear to me, that if you have a choice between doing the Abayda and doing the Abayda and Mikdash and reading the Megillah, Mikra Megillah Adif, Midir of Yaisi, Barchanina. That Mikra Megillah is, is going to come first, that's more important at, as of that moment because of Rabbi Yaisi Barchanina. Right? What, what did he say? So we don't know about Aleph, the, the Kahanim would stop, stop the Abayda, the Leviim would leave, the Israelim, okay? Talmud Torah Mikra Megillah. What happens if you have a choice between learning Torah and Mikra Megillah? Also, Mikra Megillah Adif. Mikra Megillah comes first. Because of the Kalva Chaimer that we just learned from Rebbe. Now what happens if you have a Limur HaTorah, you're supposed to learn Torah, but you have a Mes Mitzvah, you have a Mitzvah of going and burying somebody who others wouldn't be burying. Yeah, it's, a, it's what we call a Mes Mitzvah. It says the Gemara, Mes Mitzvah Adif. Mes Mitzvah also stops from this that we learned in Abraisa, you stop when to help with a Leviah, to attend to Leviah, and also for Achnosas Kala. Okay. So, yeah, very clear. Abraisa telling us that comes first. Let's say you have a choice between, or you have two things to do. Yavayda in the Beis Hamikdash or a Beis Mitzvah. Now we know Avoda. Let's get this clear. Where are we holding? Avoda is greater, greater than Mikra Megillah. Beis Mitzvah is greater than Talmud Torah. What happens? You have Avoda and Beis Mitzvah. So, what do we say? Certainly Beis Mitzvah, right? Or do we know yet to stop reading the Megillah? We don't know yet. But the Gemara still says Beis Mitzvah Adif. Beis Mitzvah comes before reading Megillah. May Ula Achaisai. From the Pasuk of Ule Achaisai, that the Kain Gadol is allowed to be Metame to his unmarried sister. Let's read this through. The Tanya. Listen to this. We learned in a Braisa. Ula Achaisai Matamad Lamer. Okay? He's also talking about a uh, Nazir. Okay? A Nazir is allowed to become Tame to his sister. Why do you got to tell me that? 
What happens if somebody's going to shecht a carbon pesach or to do a brismila on his son? Right? Either one. These things need to be done now. It's the eighth day after his son's born. Or it's the 14th day of Nisan. You gotta bring carbon pesach. Now or never. And you hear that there's a mes mitzvah. I would think that you should go take care of the mace mitzvah. Amrit, what are you going to say? Don't take care of the mace mitzvah because you have this, uh, because you have these, these mitzvahs that are, you know, that, that are already on your plate. So I might think, the same way the Nazir um, does not become tummy for his sister. So a nazir should be metame for a mes mitzvah. Okay, so we have that clear as well. What do you have? Avaida and mes mitzvah. Mes mitzvah is going to come first. Okay, so those halachas shine the pot. So now, right now, we've got clear halachas. Boy, Rava. So Rava asks a shaila. Right? Boy is always a curiosity question. It's a question searching for information. And he says, Mikra Megillah, Umeis Mitzvah. What if I have the reading of Megillah and Meis Mitzvah, Haimei which is greater? Now here's the Shiloh. Here's what he's unsure about. Mikra Megillah, Adif, Mishum, Persumenisa. Mikra Megillah, how's Persumenisa involved? Maybe it's greater. That over all the other mitzvahs. The other mitzvahs are big, but they don't have this element of sanctifying Hashem's name publicly, talking about all the miracles, ah, maybe that overrides the burial of an individual yid. That's also, uh, you know, taking care of the Ebishter's creation. And after his question, Hadar Pashte, he gave the Pshat. And remember, a Pshat means the clear answer. It's not a terror. Between a pshat and a teretz. A teretz, you wiggle that out of the question. A pshat is you stripped it down to them. Okay? Hadar Pashti, a pshat, he says, Meis mitzvah odif. Avada meis mitzvah comes forth. Kavad abrius overrides the persumenis. The Yomar Mar, because the Tanah taught us, Godol kavad abrius shedaycha es loisasei shebetayra. Godol abrius is so great that it's daycha a loisasei in the Taira. Okay? How do you know that? How do you know Kavar Abriyas? Because by the mitzvah of Ashabas Aveda, it says, You're not allowed to, if you see something lost, you're not allowed to pretend like you didn't see it. You can't turn a blind eye to it. Okay? It's a negative commandment. If you see something lost that an owner is going to want, you, you're obligated to do the mitzvah of Ashabas Aveda. However, for Kavar Abriyas, let's say you have, it says, let's say you have a an elderly person or a chosh of a person who it's pasnished, uh, you, you find a, a, a pig with a tattoo, a P-I-G, with a tattoo on it. So it's got a, it's got a uh, simon obligated to return it. Are you going to walk down Delmar uh, with a P-I-G on a leash? I mean, uh, a certain time you don't need to do that, right? So Kavar Abrius overrides Elisa say Shabbat So you see that Mace mitzvah uh, overrides. Okay. Gufa, a piece of a previously quoted ruling. Amr of Yishuvanevi Shuvanevi says, Krach vichola somochloi. If you have a krach, a walled city, and anything near the walled city, vicholan yirimai, or anything that is seen, nidain kikrach. It's also considered the walled city. That was part of the Mishnah, right? And remember, we explained we needed to get more in depth as to what fits that. Criteria. Tana, we learned to the Brisa. Samuch, you could imply that if a city, if you have an area near the walled city, you read on the 15th, even if you can't see it from the city, but it's nearby. Right? For example, you could have something right under your nose, but if you have something blocking you, right? If you have something blocking you, so it, uh, it's, uh, you're not going to see it. The whole. Um, Nira, I'm sorry, I lost the place. Nira, what if you have an area that is seen? 
even if it is not close. Now, says the Gemara, it makes sense to have a situation where something is seen even though it's not nearby. You can see far away. Right? You could be sitting on top of a, uh, on top of a hill, on top of a mountain. Okay? So something could be seen even if it's not far. For something to be so close, and you're still saying that it's not seen, how can something be so close and not seen? No? You know what the answer is? A scale. What do I mean? What do I mean? There's a guy who gets on a scale. A weight scale. And he goes like this. Sucks in his stomach. His wife says, listen, sweetie, you don't lose weight by sucking in your stomach. He says, I know, but at least I can see the numbers. Right? <laughs> so, says the Mishnah, how do you have something so close, but you can't see it? All right, so one answer is the baich gets annoyed. That's one answer. Oh, what's another answer? I'm Rabbi Yirmiya. Rabbi Yirmiya says, Yeah, what we would have thought. It's deep, right? It's deep in the valley. And when something is, is uh, very low down, even if it's nearby, if I have an impediment blocking me, and I can't see the numbers on the scales, the, the city nearby is, it's near, the, the city is nearby, but it is not seen. Okay. And If you have a city that was originally lived in and was surrounded by a wall from Yeshua, but then it came down. Okay? So we, we consider it like a kfar, like a regular town. My time, what's the reason? A man who sells a house in a walled city, Shahukaf, that's talking about a city that was walled, and then afterwards was dwelled in. Okay? This is interesting. So in, in order to be a walled city, you need that if first there's a wall and then the city. Not a city that's lived in and then surrounded by the wall. Okay? Not sure what that Allah is. Okay. will come to me. But let's, let's explain the Nafkamina. What's the difference between whether a city is dwelled in first and then surrounded or surrounded and then dwelled in? The difference is that... Um, if you have a, a, something that first had a wall, so then the wall is really there, not necessarily for the city. There for the wall, okay? But it's originally a wall. It's, it's, it's like helps, it's, it is part of the definition of the city, okay? It does help define it. However, if you have a city where people were, and only afterwards the wall, um, the, the, if the people were there first, and only afterward the walls were put up, that's not considered a walled city. That's considered a regular city that people were scared. So they put up a wall afterwards. Okay, That's the svara, that's the logic that's taking place over here. And this is eating me up because I just came across two weeks ago a fascinating Shiloh they sent to Rabbi Yitzhak Zoberstein. Um, he used this Gemara to answer it. Hopefully it'll come to me. If you have a city that does not have 10 people dedicated to Torah learning, it is considered like a Kfar because it's a village. Why? Because you can't assume there's going to be the proper people around to read the Megillah and to take care of, uh, of all your spiritual needs. Okay? What's the Chiddush? Tanina, we already went to the Mishnah. What's considered a large city? Anything that's got 10 men who are sitting and learning Torah, anything less than that is a town. No, there's, there is a Chiddush here. Right? What's the Chiddush? He has to teach me about a Krach, a city. What do you mean? That Afagav, even though the Mekloi lay may Alma, even though you have a lot of tourists coming in from outside, that doesn't help. It doesn't help. You could be the city of Miami, right? It could be a place where it's full of tourists. Just because you know there's going to be learned people there, you're still considered a town. You need to have 10 people who are established there, living there. We are here and involved in spirituality um, the entire day. 
And Rabbi Shubalevi says, You have a city that originally was destroyed, people moved out, and then people moved back in. It's a regular city now. My Kharab, what do you mean it was destroyed? The walls were destroyed. So, Yashavin, La Yashav So, we should say like this if the walls were put back up, it should still be walled. If it wasn't put back up, it shouldn't be walled. Yeah? Maybe, you know, just rebuilding the wall should be okay. Tanya, but we learned in the Bryce, Rabbi Lazar, Yaisiyaimer, Asher Loichaima, that does not have a wall. What does that mean? Afal Pisha, in Loyachshav, if it does, even if you have a city now where the walls fell down after it was, it was walled in times of Yeshua, but the wall was knocked down in the 1800s. And it had one beforehand, it still has Purim on the 15th. Right? It's a fascinating Shiloh. What happens if you know of a city where the walls were knocked down 100 years ago, but they, it was walled? All of a sudden they stopped reading Megillah on the 15th? No. They keep with it. So you see, it doesn't make a difference whether it was rebuilt or not. Ella, rather, my Kharab, what does it mean? It was destroyed. They had a Kailal of 10 guys. And then five of them moved out. So now it's Kharab from the Asara Now the city is considered a village. And then it was reestablished with the Batlanim. Okay? Beautiful message. A city is established when there's people sitting and learning Torah in your town. That's how you know it's a place where you can settle. That you can dwell. And there's, and there's Tyre there. And Rabbi says, top of tomorrow's daf. And we will end with this step. And Basham continue tomorrow. Lod, the city of Lod, the Ainai, and the city of Ainai, the Geya Harashim, Mukafas Chaima, Mimais Yeshua ben Hanave. These are all considered walled cities from the time of Yehoshua ben Nun. Okay? And the Gemara Bezham tomorrow that we will get into is going to focus on whether this, how to understand this statement. It's going to challenge it. We're going to try to show that perhaps some of these cities really didn't have a wall throughout. Pick up tomorrow. We'll hold the hit for today. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody. Good night.